you really need to get familiar with asking for the lab tests. Even knowing how to read a certificate of analysis is really good for consumers to be able to do, even though that seems like, man, why do I have to go so above and beyond? It's just such a new and unregulated, it's like the wild west, this industry. So if you're a consumer, like you really want to empower yourself and make sure that you know how to find a good product. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. For a while now, I have wanted to bring on an expert to talk about CBD oil and to clear up some common misconceptions about what it is and how we should be mindful about the research, the dosage, and the quality. So I invited my dear friend, Gretchen Lidiker, who is the author of the best-selling book, CBD Oil Everyday Secrets. Now, I have been quite fascinated with the endocannabinoid system for quite some time since I heard about CBD oil and Copaiba essential oil. Along with the fact that I have so many friends and family members using CBD oil for several therapeutic usage, and I myself use Copaiba essential oils, which is also an endocannabinoid. I felt like it was time to shed some light on this topic, so let's do it. Now, recent evidence suggests that an understanding of the endocannabinoid system could be extremely important in preventing, managing, or even treating certain chronic conditions. As you listen to this podcast episode on the therapeutic benefits of cannabis and cannabinoids, like CBD oil, one thing will become quickly evident. Cannabis has a profound influence on the human body. This one herb and its variety of therapeutic compounds seem to affect every aspect of our bodies and minds. So how is that even possible? Well, the endocannabinoids and their receptors are found throughout the body, in the brain, organs, connective tissue, glands, and the immune cells. In each tissue, the cannabinoid system performs different tasks, but the goal is always the same, homeostasis. And homeostasis is simply the maintenance of a stable internal environment despite the fluctuations of an external environment. Basically, that's what we're always looking for. We're looking for homeostasis. And that's a lot of what our hormone system does. It's designed to create homeostasis throughout the body. Now, cannabinoids promote homeostasis at every level of biological life, from the subcellular to the organism, perhaps the community and beyond. So here's one specific example. Let's look at autophagy, which is the process in which a cell sequesters part of its contents, its organelles, to be self-digested and recycled. And that is all mediated, or most of it is mediated, by the cannabinoid system. Now, the endocannabinoid system with its complex actions in our immune system, nervous system, and all the body's organs is literally a bridge between the mind and the body. And we're beginning to unpack that and understand that with the research. See, by understanding this system, we begin to see a mechanism that explains how states of consciousness can promote health or disease. Now, we will continue to see more and more research looking at the complex mechanisms of this system in the body, but luckily, today, Gretchen and her incredible resource, her book, opens the door not only to the research, but also it serves as a really incredible 101 guide. Now, before we jump into this powerful interview with Gretchen, I want to take a moment and celebrate you because your wins matter and they deserve to be celebrated. 
One particular healing rock star is Lori H. And I'm excited to shout out her win that she shared on Instagram just last weekend. Here is what Lori had to say. Dr. Marisa, I just have to reach out and thank you for your amazing book, The Essential Oils Hormone Solution and your podcast. I'm working my way through all the episodes. Well, go and get it, Lori, because this is episode 103. I learned years ago that I have Hajimoto's as well as a mutation, an MTHFR mutation. Getting this figured out was a major turning point in my health, but many years later, I found myself struggling again. After a year of chronic stress and handling it poorly, my body began to suffer. My periods became irregular, my anxiety went up, my weight gained, and my PMS worsened. After reading your book and listening to your podcast, I decided to implement a few things that felt easy to me. I began going to bed right after my kids and treating myself to a great book and some lavender and frankincense in my diffuser instead of wine and Netflix. I added some delicious fermented foods, probiotics, and digestive enzymes to my routine, and I began seed cycling. Lastly, I made up your hormone synergy blend. After a month of this, I began to see regular predictable periods again. My PMS symptoms became more bearable, and most importantly, I felt so empowered and so much more in charge of my health. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Well, Lori, thank you for sharing your incredible win and your journey. And I am so, so grateful that you are feeling better and that you are on that road to recovery. I know what it feels like to be in that space. I've had very similar symptoms and it is really that one step at a time. It's taking those little steps. And as we begin to feel better, we take more and more steps. So congratulations on those steps and that next step in your healing journey. I am holding space for you to have amazing healing miracles. Now, if you're listening, Lori, which I hope you are, I would love to gift you. I know that you got my hormone synergy blend, but I'd love to get you my superwoman blend. So all you gotta do is just reach out to me on Instagram. It's at D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A. And I will hook you up. Well, if you are listening today, I want to shout you out too. I want to share your story. I want to hear your story. I want to hear how this podcast is not only impacting you, but maybe you've shared it with someone and it's impacted them as well. You know, I am so blessed. Not only do I get to do my own research and write up my own episodes, but I get to have some of the most incredible guests and I walk away with wonderful, just perfect, incredible nuggets to implement almost every other day as I'm interviewing these experts. And I'm so hoping that you're getting so much of it just like I'm getting. Now, the best way to reach out to me is via Instagram or Facebook or simply review this podcast on iTunes or wherever you love to plug into podcasts. That way, not only can I continue to support you because that is my mission, but I can open the door to supporting even more women who are looking for simple changes, who are looking to be educated and who are looking to become the CEO of their health. Now, let's dive into this incredible conversation with Gretchen. But first, I want to sing her praises. Gretchen Lidiker is a writer, scientist, researcher, and former health editor of the hugely popular wellness site, Mind Body Green. Gretchen was actually my editor because I write for Mind Body Green and I connected with Gretchen all the time as I was submitting articles for Mind Body Green and she is such a rock star. That's actually how we met. Now, she is also the author of the books, two books, CBD Oil Everyday Secrets, A Lifestyle Guide to Hemp-Derived Health and a wellness and magnesium everyday secrets. 
I am so excited because not only are we having her on today, right now, in just a couple seconds, but I'm also gonna be bringing her on to talk about the benefits of magnesium, to talk about nutrient deficiencies, and how we can create a amazing integrative wellness plan leveraging supplements because this is her wheelhouse right here. Now she has worked on the academic and clinical side of integrative medicine for many years, originally from Sedona, Arizona. She got her master's degree in physiology with a concentration in alternative medicine from Georgetown University. So let's bring her on. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Gretchen Honey. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am doing great. You know, this is an area I have never talked about on the podcast up until today. When you had written that book, it immediately came to my mind, oh my gosh, I got to have you on to talk about this. And what we're talking about is CBD oil. And I feel like there is a lot of misconceptions around what it is, how to use it, and what are the benefits. Yeah, absolutely. It's basically has since the book published, it's practically my full-time job just, you know, trying to help people sort out like, you know, myth from reality and, you know, there's a lot of info out there and there's a lot of bad info out there. There's a lot of good too, but it's it's really hard to know what to do. Mm. Well, what got you into using CBD oil? I know your background is in research. You've got a masters and I know that everything you've done has been about biology, psychology, doing research. Yeah. And so what was, what was the impetus to jumping into this? I do. I have a background in, you know, biology and, and a master's in physiology and integrative medicine, which is basically, you know, learning all about, you know, health and wellness and how to evaluate research and, you know, herbal medicine and supplements and, you know, traditional Chinese medicine, all of that. And, and then I got a job as uh, the health editor at Mind Body Green, which is, you know, one of the world's biggest health and wellness website. So every day, basically, I was reading about new trends, new studies, and this was just something that caught my eye immediately. And just personally, I've never been like a marijuana user. It just has never worked well with my physiology. I get really anxious, really paranoid, like the whole nine yards, not a fun person to smoke weed with. And I just thought like, wow, this plant is so much more complex than I gave it credit for. I had sort of written it off. And CBD really just like, I just went into a, a rabbit hole immediately when I, when I started reading about it. So that's so interesting. I think a lot of people have written it off, right? You, know, you think about totally. cannabis versus CBD, but in the last, even the last five years, oh my gosh, so much has shifted. But a lot, like I said, I see it in all these different products. And from what I understand, you know, based on the research that I've done is that it's, you know, when, when you see CBD in deodorant or you see it in toothpaste or you see it in all kinds of products, like it's not even enough of, of a concentration to really, really make an impact. And so what I want to talk to you is we talked a little bit about those misconceptions or or just addressing the fact that there are so many misconceptions even around dosage and and how to use it and the what it's used for. So talk to me a little bit about the misconceptions about not only CBD oil but also in relation to cannabis. Just to touch on like the CBD and deodorant and toothpaste. CBD does have some like general beneficial antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties. So it's not like a bad thing to, you know, add, it's sort of like turmeric, you know, you can add it to anything, but is that really a therapeutic dose, you know? And no, the answer is no. Like it's, it's really at the end of the day, probably just a way 
to really like skyrocket the price of those items, you know, and add something that everybody's interested in to them. So yeah, but consumers be wary of just buying things with, you know, some CBD sprinkled in because it's, it's probably not really going to get you anywhere. But I mean, I think the biggest misconception totally about cannabis is that cannabis is all about getting high because it's not. And that's sort of what CBD teaches people and what draws them in. Um, it's, you know, that I could potentially benefit from the medicinal benefits of cannabis without getting super stoned and being glued to my couch or having those negative side effects that so many people experience. So, you know, the biggest thing that people don't know is that the cannabis plant is amazingly diverse and each plant has a different ratio of, you know, CBD to THC, THC being the compound that does get you high. And there are just so many different ways to sort of manipulate those genetically or, you know, even through like, you know, the, you know, when you extract and put together a product that makes it so that you can, you know, take advantage of it in so many different ways. Hmm. One of the other things that I see a lot, and, and you can speak more to this, is is the concern around quality. How can we tell when we've got a high quality CBD product versus, you know, because again, like like anything on the market, there's going to be low quality, it's going to be high quality, especially with an item that's this hot, you're going to see a, a lot of diversity in terms of how would one know, is there a way, like I know we talk a lot about when I've worked with you, like how do I know what's a high quality essential oil? Or going to Target and there's a dollar basket and seeing essential oils in the dollar basket. And you're just, I'm just like, oh, heck no. There's Run for no the hills. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it's not what you want. Yeah. So CBD is the exact same way. There are sort of two general rules I give people about buying CBD, especially if you're a beginner. The first one is to look for a full spectrum CBD oil, which just means that some products will have just the CBD compound in them. And other products will have, you know, it'll be a full plant extract. And if, you know, any of your listeners know about herbal medicine, it's almost always the case that the full plant extract is better than sort of the sum of its parts. Absolutely. Uh, because they all work together to sort of potentiate each other's effects and make it, you know, easier to dose, easier to use on all of that. So the first is to get a full spectrum CBD oil as opposed to a CBD isolate. And the second one is just to always get a product that you know has been third-party lab tested. And that's particularly important for you know, CBD derived from, from hemp because hemp is a bioaccumulator, which means it absorbs toxins and heavy metals and chemicals from the soil. So it's essentially like if it's planted in a place that's contaminated, like there will be contaminants in your CBD. So you really need to get familiar with asking for the lab tests. Even knowing how to read a certificate of analysis is really good for consumers to be able to do. Even though that seems like, man, why do I have to go so above and beyond? It's just such a new and unregulated, it's like the wild west, this industry. So if you're a consumer, like you really want to empower yourself and make sure that you know how to find a good product. So basically do your research, go to the websites, you know, I would say kind of similar to how you go to the grocery store and you'll see organic, right? In order for it to be organic, like if I was an organic farmer, best believe I would let everyone know that that's what I was doing. So same kind of thing. If someone is going above and beyond and testing for CBD oil and ensuring that there's no impurities, that that's a full spectrum, like literally from the plant that they would be very specific to mention that. 
Yeah, they will go. Yeah, they will talk your ear off for hours, you know, and if even if you leave like a little comment on their social media page that says, hey, you know, can you tell me about your lab testing? You know, they should be writing back like an entire paragraph, you know, with here's exactly what we do. Here's, you know, even maybe even the lab we use. Here's some of our, you know, batch tests and things like that. So totally. Like we're looking at price as well. So if it looks like it's too good to be true in terms of pricing, it probably is. I know that really pure CBD oil is not cheap. Yeah, exactly. Although there are, there is sort of one exception that I would mention. Most CBD oils are created using CO2 extraction, which requires really expensive machinery and a lot of knowledge of how to do it. So those are naturally, anything that's CO2 extracted is going to be more expensive. And those are really considered the gold standard, the CO2 extracted oils. You can use alcohol or oil extraction, and there are a few brands using like olive oil, and those are much cheaper. And I have seen, you know, the reports on those and, and they, they seem like high quality products. They're not going to taste as good. They're going to taste very like earthy is what they like to say, but really it sort of just tastes like, you know, leaves or dirt or something. One brand specifically that does oil extraction is called Green Mountain CBD. And I do like their products and they are significantly cheaper. So, but yes, as a general rule, like if someone says we have like, you know, the least expensive CBD on the market, that should be a red flag already. (laughs) Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the benefits. I know a lot of people are using them, but there's a lot of people who still aren't still those in the camp of like, I don't know about this. You know, it still feels very unregulated. I'm not sure how I feel. I'm just going to stick with my pain meds over here. So talk to me a little bit about some of the benefits. And you, I know you mentioned things like anti-inflammatory and antioxidant benefits. That's why we're probably seeing in other products. But what are some of the biggest reasons why people are, are choosing to use CBD as a benefit? I mean, people are using it for literally everything. everything. And yeah. that's kind of the cool <laughs> thing about, you know, cannabis and hemp and CBD is that it interacts CBD and other cannabinoids, which are, you know, the compounds extracted from cannabis. They interact with a large system in the body called the endocannabinoid system, which really seems to regulate everything. everything. Yeah. It's kind of like a hormone system. Exactly. So at first when you're like, CBD could not possibly do all this. And then you sort of learn a little bit more about the endocannabinoid system. You think, oh, well, it kind of makes sense that it can do all this, but people are using it for mostly anxiety. Some people are using it for sleep, although the research is actually a little bit mixed on sleep. I don't use it at night because it actually gives me sort of a awakening effect, but it works really well for other people. And it also depends on what dose you take. The most exciting thing for me, I think, is its anti-inflammatory properties. You know, the endocannabinoid system is really intricately involved with your body's immune system. And, you know, we have this explosion of, you know, inflammatory diseases and autoimmune diseases, you know, like from anything from ulcerative colitis to arthritis, to asthma, to, you know, psoriasis, those are all like having to do with our body's immune system sort of going haywire. And I think CBD is going to be, you know, there are studies that position cannabinoids like CBD as having the potential to, you know, represent a whole new class of anti-inflammatory drugs or medications or remedies. So that to me is the most exciting. 
That is really exciting. Yeah, I've done a lot of research on the endocannabinoid system and looking at CB1 receptors and was really intrigued at how many CB1 receptors we have, particularly in the brain, in the heart, with the immune system. So yeah, and when I started to look at the whole physiology of it, I realized, well, there's no... There's no no wonder we're seeing so many different benefits because these have receptor sites everywhere. Yeah. I mean, the list of things that CBD, like, you know, the research is very preliminary because in the U.S. it's nearly impossible to, you know, to study cannabis or CBD in humans that, you know, the regulations and the laws have made it so hard for researchers to study it. So basically everything we know is sort of like, Oh, CBD exhibits anti-anxiety properties, you know, but very few studies have been done like in actual humans and at least, you know, very high, very few high quality studies have been done. But I mean, the list is like, you know, basically anything you can think of like diabetes, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, arthritis, IBS, asthma, anxiety, depression, PTSD, even things like, you know, the endocannabinoid system seems to influence fertility and things like that, that you might not expect. So pretty exciting. Mm, it is exciting. And is that a lot of what's going on in the research right now? So we, where is kind of the cutting edge research for CBD? Is it looking at autoimmunity? Is it looking at the immune system or maybe inflammation in terms of cognitive function? Like where is the research going at the moment? Yeah. I mean, the best research that's been done on CBD has all been in children with rare seizure disorders. People have probably heard that's sort of how CBD's resurgence and popularity started was CNN published this article about, you know, this little girl named Charlotte who was having uncontrolled seizures every single day. Like I think it was hundreds a week. And, you know, she had tried every, you know, big pharma drug on earth. Like she couldn't sleep, you know, walk, she couldn't eat. And then her parents started, they moved to Colorado and started giving her CBD oil and they like more or less went away. So that sort of prompted you know, and a lot of parents were starting to do that. And that sort of prompted, there's a company called GW Pharmaceuticals that developed a CBD-based seizure drug. And they've done two like bigger clinical trials. So that's like the best research we have on CBD. And it was shown to be like very effective. And now that drug has been approved by the FDA. So, you know, no surprise that Big Pharma is the one that actually ended up having the resources to be able to push that through. Right, but, you know, money, other research yeah. is being done. There's a clinical trial, I believe, I want to say it's in... Massachusetts being done on anxiety, just a little bit here and there, like people are starting to learn, you know, more about how it works. And luckily those clinical trials that were done, you know, on children with the rare seizure disorders showed that CBD is really quite safe at a very wide range of doses. So at least we have sort of those studies to point to that say like, you know, this compound was used in children, you know, at this dose and with, you know, very few side effects. So yeah, we're learning more every day. No, it definitely sounds like that. Like you had mentioned before, it's very much in the wild, wild west. And as more and more money goes into investigating, I think we're going to continue to see more things. You know, you mentioned dosage. And I think that's a question that a lot of people have is, you know, what is considered a, an effective dose, a safe dose, a therapeutic dose? When we buy a really high quality CBD oil, are they giving us recommendations well, let's say it is for not just pain, maybe it's for anxiety. Is it just about figuring out what works best for you? Or are there general recommendations that we should be following? Is it specifically on the bottle? Like, I know that that's always a conversation that, that people have. It's just, I'm always just trying to figure out how do I figure this out for myself? And not just for myself, now that I'm taking it, and I've got, it's helping my anxiety, 
how is it that I help give it to my my friend, our friend, it, my it grandma, my daughter? You know how women are in particular. They you know they're just like, oh, well, this is working for me. Let me let me invite everybody to the party. So how do we how do we figure that out for the people that we love? Dosing CBD is really a personal journey. They find it really really difficult to make laws about driving under the influence of of cannabis because everyone reacts so differently to it. You know, some people can drive high and it makes no difference in their reaction time. Other people are like a total mess. So every human like has a very different endocannabinoid system and and so they react differently to CBD. So, you know, there are no official or standard dosage recommendations because of that. Everyone needs a different dose and it doesn't even vary person to person. Today, I might need a different dose than I need tomorrow. So it really is a bit of a moving target and that makes it tough when you're starting out. To further complicate things, every product is going to be different. Dose differently, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so we know when people say, "Oh, I take a one of my biggest pet peeves," and when people say, "Like, oh, just take a dropper full," but you know, every every product has a different concentration. So a dropper full means nothing. You know, it's like taking you know saying take one pill of of this and one pill of something totally different. You're sort of comparing apples to oranges. So you really need to look at the milligrams and then figure out how many milligrams are in how much of the oil. And I tell people like, you know, I, in my book, I have a, a, do, a beginner's dosing guide and I just recommend people start really low, like start with three or five milligrams and then do that for a couple of days and see what happens. And then just slowly increase until you sort of feel like you, you know, feel the effects and like you're happy with them. And then maybe go up a little bit and, and see if that makes any difference. But it really is sort of a it, it takes some time and, you know, it's a bit of a time investment to figure out what dose works for you. So, you know, and then if you find that, like you can recommend it to a friend, but most likely they might be a little bit different. So, mm. so really the, the big take home here is start low, start with the five to 10 milligrams and then t- titrate up based on what happens after a couple of days of figuring out how you feel, what are the reactions, what are the responses to your body, and then make make changes accordingly. So that would be the general rule of thumb is just start at a very low, low dose until you got a handle of what you're working with. Right, right. And that's true because less is better less normally, is but also, better. and also CBD is expensive. So you really want to be taking the littlest amount possible with, you know, while still getting the effects that you want just so, you know, to save some cash. (laughs) That makes sense. That totally makes sense. Now I know you've written a a really incredible resource for CBD oil, and I know that it goes into understanding what it does, how to use it. Like you said, you have a guide for dosing, really giving people the full spectrum. I'd love to know a little bit about your experience with CBD oil. So tell me how you're using it. I don't know if you're using it daily, but how, how does it integrate into your life? For a long time, I used it daily. You know, when I was especially when I was writing a book, you know how that is. It's really, really stressful. So I leaned pretty hard on CBD and I would just take, I usually take about 15 milligrams in the morning. And then maybe I take another dose like in the early afternoon, but never before bed because it really does sort of make me focused. It makes me calm, but also focused and awake. And then I also discovered topical CBD, which I love, you know, there's a lot of variation in products again and their quality, but I was, you know, using like a CBD balm on my neck and my jaw before bed. I hold a lot of my tension there. That was a real game changer for me. That made a huge difference. 
I just experiment with it. Now I take it, you know, when I know I'm going to have a stressful day, I definitely take it. One of my favorite ways to take it, which is not, you know, super wellnessy, but like if you've had a, a cocktail too many the night before, the studies show that it's really quite good for like nausea and sort of a, you know, an upset stomach. And I take it like before I travel because, you know, travel's just always a lot. So I've kind of found my favorite ways to take it in the ways that it, you know, it works best. I definitely take it if I'm, you know, having some anxiety, but I always also try to manage all of that stuff with a whole foods plant-based diet and, you know, limiting my caffeine. It really is like, uh, you have to take a full body approach. And I write about that a lot in the book that like, you can't just CBD your way out of all your problems, which, you know, a lot of companies making it would lead you to, believe you know, try you to lead you to believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> miracle everything. <laughs> exactly. And there is no miracle everything. You know, I've been in this herbs and supplements and wellness and world for a long time and there is no miracle anything. You know, there are some things that really do work, but it really does take you investing in your health in, in more ways than one. I agree. Absolutely. I, I have a quote that I always say to people that you can't green smoothie your way out of chronic stress. Like we always think that we, we can use a specific thing or do a thing and it's going to fix everything. And it's just not, it's about, it's our mindset. It's, it's our lifestyle. And this is just a way to integrate it. And just knowing yourself, like it sounds for downs to me, Gretchen, how you're using it is, you know, you know, your triggers or, you know, when, you know, and you're like, okay, today is going to be that kind of just know, like if I'm about to, if I have this massive travel day or I've got a massive project, whatever that may be, and it's going to bring up maybe a bit of overwhelm or anxiousness because I'm going to feel like I'm on a tight deadline. That's going to be when I, I, I initiate the use of that. So it's going to help me be more productive. However it is, you just helps you get through your day a little bit easier. That makes a lot of sense to me. Totally. Yeah. But, but trying to avoid living in that constant state of overwhelm. And, and that really takes exactly. you looking at your lifestyle and saying, how do I want to live? Now, when you were trying to figure out what CBD oil that you liked, did you try a lot of brands or did you, did you go and dig into some research? Or you, I know you probably had some friends who, being a Mind Body Green editor, definitely had connections to people who already yeah. had been using as a practitioner. So tell me a little bit about your journey of figuring out, or do you have a couple different ones that you use? I've tried so many brands. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like truly hundreds. Like, and I was actually lucky because when I was writing the book, there weren't that many yet. And then sort of by the time the book published, it was like, there were Explosion. hundreds. <laughs> so I can definitely sympathize with people who are like, you know, what the hell do I do? Where do I start? Uh, yeah, I have some brands that I've sort of landed on that I really like. One great resource for me was the woman who she started a CBD ring called Super Good Hemp. She's from Colorado. She was like, she is so incredibly knowledgeable about CBD and hemp and cannabis. So that's a brand I would definitely recommend. Like she taught me a lot about lab testing and things like that. I'm also really interested in, they're starting to come out with a uh, nano CBD, which is just, you know, nanoparticleized CBD, which it seems to me that has a lot of potential to sort of increase like, you know, the speed at which something works and how well things, you know, how well 10 milligrams actually absorbs into your cells. I think that's interesting. There's a company, an Australia-based company called Hempel that's really getting into that. So I really like them. If you live in California, I love, love, love the brand Care by Design. One of their chief scientific people is the guy behind the website Project CBD, which is a nonprofit organization that's just dedicated to 
CBD education. And one of the best resources out there, other than my book, of course, for just like, you know, news on CBD, research on CBD. They publish a lot of content. He's worked with Care by Design for a long time. And they have like a a range of CBD oils that have sort of varying levels of THC in them because they're based in California. So they can do that. Like if I'm having a real anxiety situation, I'll take their eight to one CBD to THC. It's not, you know, enough THC to be psychoactive or, you know, or, you know, intoxicating or get you stoned, but it does like, you know, THC and CBD really do work together nicely. So, you know, if you're looking for something that's like, I'm really going to feel this effect right away. Like, you know, and you live in a state with recreational or medical cannabis laws and can sort of get access to that. I, that's something interesting to try out as well. Okay. Here's the other question you mentioned, like California, Colorado. So I know that there are, and you can please correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that there is still regulatory bodies where it's not available in every state in the U.S. Is that correct? Yeah. CBD definitely falls into a a legal gray area that is really, really confusing. I have a whole chapter on it in my book and it took me, I mean, it took me probably a month. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine how long it took you to figure out (laughs) the complexity of each. My sister's a lawyer, so she was able to help a little bit and had some lawyer (laughs) friends that, you know, were interested in cannabis law. But yeah, sorting through that was a mess. And I, I really had to interview a lot of people because, you know, going through, you know, government documents is not, you know, my Mm -hmm. favorite thing, way to spend my time, but it really falls into a legal gray area. Even with a lot of people have heard about the recent farm bill that everyone says this has legalized CBD. That's not necessarily true. What it did was it decriminalized industrial hemp, which is not always what CBD is derived from technically. So it is like a really nice step in the right direction. And it does sort of justify Recently, TSA said that you can bring CBD on planes and we're going to allow that. So it's definitely moving in that direction, but it, I would never say it's 100% legal in all 50 states. And you'll see that a lot. And that's also one of the other things you should look out for. Like if people, people are saying that, you're going to want to just proceed with a little bit of caution. Let's say an example. So TSA is saying it's okay for all states. So as you know, I live in California and clearly it's available here. But let's say I head over to Utah. You know, let's say I'm heading on a plane and I've got one of the things that we haven't ever talked about. I was talking about this with Liz though, um, Liz Moody, but that I have really bad flight anxiety. Right now I just use this. I use essential oils. I got my journal. I got my music. That's like my whole little thing. To be honest, I actually haven't really dove into CBD oil at all probably because I was still in the camp where I just wasn't sure how it was going to respond to me. And I guess I hadn't been curious enough to decide whether it was really worth getting into. I have so many other great things that I do, so many other herbal remedies that I use. I don't know. It just wasn't something I've, I've gotten into yet. But the flight anxiety, it is not going anywhere. I'm able to manage it really well with the oils. And I don't ever want to get to a place where I'm taking something else. But CBD oil is something that I'm strongly considering because I'm not flying any less today than I was, you know, a couple right. of years ago. Um, and so that, I guess that would be a thing. And a lot of people, I'm, I'm goodness knows I'm not the only one struggling with that, just anxiety in general or definitely totally. flight anxiety. But always the concern is, is what if I land in a state where that's not okay? And I'm not trying to throw my stuff away before I get back on the plane back to California. <laughs> Right. As of now, if as long as it's a like a hemp derived CBD product, TSA says it's okay and there has been no enforcement, no you know, no enforcement on moving CBD, hemp derived CBD, but you know, 
among different states. So based on everything that's happened until this point, and you know, maybe something could change in the future, but so far there's been no interference with people sort of using CBD like that and bringing it around like that. You know, we live in a world where there's just so much confusion. I have people ask me about oils on trap for travel, like are TSA going to take their oils away? And, you know, I've been traveling with essential oil you know, like for half a decade now, and it's, there's never been an issue, but I get those questions all the time, especially for international travel. And so I was just curious to kind of clear the air because I know that that is a, a question that a lot of people I'm sure ask just in terms of if they, if it's working for them, well, can I travel with this or do I have to keep it within my state, a state that's actually allowed to have it? Totally. I get that question a lot too. I bet. I, I bet you, girl, you get a lot of questions. I get a lot of questions. <laughs> Is there anything that I've missed today that comes up a lot that you just were like, you know what, let me just mention this because this is the question that comes up. Anything that I didn't touch upon? Gosh knows there was so much I didn't touch upon. I know there's so much out there. I, I think one thing, you know, this isn't really something I get asked about a lot, but something that might really interest you and your listeners is cannabinoids like CBD, THC, CBG are all like really fascinating. And they're these amazing compounds in the plant, but there are also terpenes, which are essentially the essential oils of the cannabis plant. And they're sort of what are responsible for, you know, the different sort of flavors and smells that you get from different plants. And a lot of experts that I've interviewed say that they are even more excited about the potential health benefits of the terpenes than the cannabinoids themselves. I once heard it referred to as like the cannabinoids are the car, but the terpenes are the driver. And they sort of, you know, they can influence how, you know, how much, how much something helps with anxiety or whether something helps with sleep or whether something's energizing. So I think we'll be hearing a whole lot more about like, you know, the essential oils of, of hemp and cannabis. Absolutely. Especially the sequiterpenes, which, you know, for cognitive function and anxiety and stress. One of the things that comes up in the essential oil world, I'm sure you've heard a lot about this is copaiba and copaiba being a endocannabinoid as well and having terpene content, but connecting in with the CB2 receptors, which is a little, I mean, I know CBD, I think connects in with both CB1 and CB2. And then you've got copaiba that connects in with CB2, which is connected more to the endocrine system than CB1. And so, you know, it's I, I tell people, figure out what works best for you. I know a lot of people who use both. They'll use an, a, like that essential oil that's out of Brazil, and they'll use a CBD oil. I think it's really just figuring out what your body needs. But at the end of the day, you know, the excitement around figuring out how this endocannabinoid system works in the body, how we can leverage it to create potentiating powerful changes with more therapeutic, natural substances, I think is a really big win overall. Me too. That's what I always tell people. Like there's a lot we still don't know. You know, there's a lot to learn, but you know, when you compare the potential of these to the side effects we're currently experiencing from drugs and pharmaceuticals, it's like, let's lean into this and like really figure out what they can do. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. What's so funny. I was telling you how I haven't really used CBD. I use a lot of copaiba, but my mom is using CBD. It's so it's so interesting. Like when you meet family members, I'm like, really, mom? I mean, like, or my grandmother is, and I'm just like, am I so behind the times that my mom and my <laughs> grandmother they're using it? Like, you know, because it's been recommended for pain or for my mom's an avid marathon runner, and so she just uses she's topical, but she also uses you know essential oils like wintergreen and lavender and stuff. And but she's found that the combination of those things have been 
phenomenal for her for all of her races. And so I just think anyway, it probably was in her runners group where they a lot of these runners were probably, you know, figuring out a more natural way to support them. And here she's on this like CBD journey. And I was like, wait, what? I just felt like so behind the times when you've got so many family members doing it and you're not. I'm just like, what happened? Aren't I the I'm usually the one introducing people to things I feel like. <laughs> so I'm really excited to have you on today to talk a little bit more about this. Of course, catch you up with your parents. I know, right? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's fascinating. It really is. It is so fascinating. Okay, so I feel like what we've done is we've kind of opened up the door to really learning more. And I, you know, there is nobody that I trust more in terms of the research and really digging into it than you. I know that you are such a great detective in terms of getting the information out there. I know that you interviewed a lot of people. You dug into so much research for this book. Tell me a little bit about this book because I know it's been out for almost a year. Is that correct? Or a little uh, bit less than October. that? Okay. So October. Like, okay. Yes. A while. A little while. What it really functions as is a beginner's guide. It's not necessarily for like the super seasoned CBD expert who wants to get into super, super nitty gritty. It's, it's basically a broad overview for people who want to try it, but are not sure where to start, who want to try it, but are still suspicious of it, who, especially for people who have had bad experiences with, you know, cannabis in the past and sort of want to maybe change their mind or maybe learn more. Like, you know, it goes through, you know, what the status of the research is and it gets really honest about where things lie, you know, because you'll see a lot of health claims out there and a lot of them are, are un, you know, unfounded or just, you know, ex extrapolated or exaggerated. It gets really into the history of cannabis, which is really important for people to learn about because it really is like a social justice issue. And there's a lot of history there that it's, it's worth learning about. It gets into the legal status of, of hemp and CBD. It goes into how to use it, how to dose it, how to buy it, what you need to look for in a lab test, you know, just basically all, the, all your questions answered. And then at the end, there are 30 recipes that sort of teach you how to incorporate it into your routine. Because I'm one of those people that really loves, if I can put something in food or make it part of my self-care routine, I'd really like to you know, take things that way. So it feels less like popping a supplement every so often. So mm, I agree. Absolutely. And the book is called CBD Oil Everyday Secrets. Is that correct? A Lifestyle Guide to Hemp-Derived Health and Wellness. And then, girl, because you're here, let's talk about the newest book. And I know we're not going to get to really, really talk about the newest book. I feel like I just have to bring you back on because I love to talk about magnesium. You've got a new, the, your newest book, because why not, why not write a new book? Um, <laughs> sounds a lot like me. Um, magnesium yeah. Everyday Secrets. And so that just came out. Is that correct? Yeah, just in April. Oh, my goodness. How amazing is that? So, you guys, I'm going to be linking. I'm linking to both. Because why not? My audience loves magnesium for so many reasons. You know, it, it's very much all about women's health as well. So I'm going to link to both books. But if you guys are looking for more, I love that this is a beginner's guide. I feel like how much research you did to write this book, to create a beginner's guide, it just gives us a lot of safe space to really go and explore this, not only for ourselves, but for our families. Because I feel like that's what's happening a lot. As we know, women are moving wellness along for their families. And I feel like when we have a resource like this, we can make more positive, educated decisions about what we should do with our, our families, our kids, our husbands, everybody, our, our partners, whoever that may be. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's very much like 
an approachable guide. You know, I find, you know, cannabis and CBD, it's, it's sort of a very exclusive in- industry and it's sort of hard to break into and understand. And this really, I really try to sort of bridge that gap and get people who are interested in, you know, their health and the health of their families into this. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for doing the heavy lifting and creating such a powerful resource. I know that it's been so well received because there's really nothing like it out there and in really giving people the kind that just very easy to consume information because that's really what we need. Totally. Thank you. I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. It was fun to write. Oh my gosh, I bet. All right. And then I'm going to also link them to the website as well so we can go check you out and learn a little bit about more of what you've got going on. Perfect. Thank you. Well, honey, it was such a pleasure having you on and sharing your wisdom. I definitely want to bring you back to talk about magnesium. So we'll definitely, behind the scenes, we'll get that scheduled out. And I am so excited. Congratulations on all the awesome success you're having. Thank you. And thanks so much for having me. This was fun. Yes, you too. Bye. So I want to know, have you tried CBD oil? And what has your experience been so far with it? Have you used it for anxiety? Have you used it for pain? Maybe headaches? Maybe nausea? Let me know by reaching out to me on Instagram and heading into my DMs because I would love to hear about your experience. Now, my Instagram handle is at Dr. Marisa, which is at D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A. I also want to invite you to check out Gretchen's book, CBD Oil Everyday Secrets. It is literally the definitive 101 guide out there. It's a great starting spot. Like I said, she talks about dosage, research, what to be looking out for, because clearly there's a lot of crap CBD out there. Just really giving you an understanding of what's out there and how to make the best decisions around your health if you decide to use this. Also, I want to have you invite anyone that you think would be down to listen to this episode. I know there's so many people who have questions about CBD oil and they just don't know where to go. This is the episode to come check out. And it just may be the door for them to heal with a different type of natural substance, right? Like like cannabis or CBD. Now you can head over to my show notes and grab the link to the book. You can just go to drmarisa.com slash episode 103. Also, the link will be in my show notes for episode 103, or you can head to the website at drmarisa.com slash podcast. All the episodes are up on drmarisa.com slash podcast. This would be the newest one listed. Well, I just want to say thank you so much always for stopping by and listening in on the Essentially You podcast. On the next episode, I am bringing on sisters from another mother, Dr. Brooke and Sarah Fragoso. And we are talking about what exercises and nutrition advice is best for your hormones. We're also going to be talking about their new book that just released called Hangry because you know we've all been there and these girls know what's up. They are also amazing hormone experts. I've been on their podcast show, the Dr. Brooke and Sarah Fergosa show. They're absolutely amazing. I know you guys are gonna love this episode as much as I loved interviewing them. Until then, have an amazing week. Bye guys.